0: Hey, que Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, before we begin, um, and just a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to thank my sponsors. Um, my sponsors have nothing to do with the city of Calexico or our guest today, but they do have the podcast, you know, you know, grow. Um, I want to thank my friends, Jake, uh, Jonathan, and Sergio. And, and I want to um, wish good luck to my friend Sergio's dog. He has a pitbull that's going to, um, to Vegas to compete in a. Uh, some kind of competition, I don't know what it is, but we'll not push him good luck. Also, I want to thank David Gassellam. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, thinking of buying an investment property in Imperial or San Diego counties, make sure you call David, 760-235-9576. He's not only a realtor, but also an investor with over 20 years of experience. Um, he'll help you along with your investment. Um, so, yeah, hit him up on Facebook, David Gassellam, or uh, through his phone number, 760-235-9576. So today we're back in Calexico City City Hall, Um, we have uh, City Manager David Deo, and we have another guest, Um, can you introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely, I'm Miguel Figueroa, Assistant City Manager, Community and Economic Development Director for the City of Calexico.
2: Two for one special today. Yeah, that's good,
0: that's good. Um, It was a surprise to me, so um, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit like... because I had had some questions for you, but not for, for, for Mr. Figueroa. But um, first of all, I want to um, give you guys kudos. You know, um, every time I come here, you, you always say, like, you know, mm-hmm. you see the work, um, you know, happening in, around Calexico. And yeah, we've seen, um, you know, road work on Andrade 98 or uh, what is it? Uh, metals or what's it called after that? Um, you see the ro- road work there. Um, also, the Cordova Park is coming along. You know, I live yep. around the corner, so yeah. I see all the trucks, you know, yeah. doing work. Um, can you give us a little update in terms of, um, like, the road work? Is 98 and Andrade, like, is is that the extent of the work that's going to happen there, or is it?
2: Well, that's actually Caltrans. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yes, that, that is not the extent. They're going to continue that work. Mid-April is, I believe, the the latest um, that we heard.
0: Mid-April? Mm-hmm. And what about Zapata? Because um, I live on that street, and I know they started a while back, and then for a while, like, nothing happened, and, you know, they're still, like, Yes. Um, So so.
2: that's a different project. That is that's our measure D project. And they had to delay that a little bit because of the weather. It has to warm up enough for this product to actually stick on the on the roadway. So that is actually starting up this week and next week and into April. That will be finished.
0: Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I did see, um, you know, signs on the sidewalks like letting people know not to park on the on the yep the street.
2: And we have our second me- a Measure D project. It's going to bid here in the next two weeks or so. So we have another project starting in in other parts of the city about a five million dollar project.
0: Okay, that's so, good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um. The other thing, Cordova Park. Um, what's Because uh, I heard um, some, Mr. C- Councilman Romero posted something on 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 Facebook about you know the park starting yeah. to get you know work on, and people were asking you know what are we getting. I heard somebody say, like, three baseball fields. Yes. And a soccer field. And people were asking, are we going to get any basketball courts? or?
2: There is a basketball court on the plan if we have enough money left over in the project. That's why we're trying to get as much volunteer work as possible so that at the end, if we have remaining funds, we'll build the, the basketball courts. Okay, I'm so hoping to make two. So,
0: mm-hmm. But that's, um, you know, if there's, like... Right. The, the plan is... Uh, is it three baseball fields?
2: Three tournament style little league baseball fields 220 feet more or less to the fence about the extent of the inside the size of the park and there'll be three of them it laid out something like the sunbeam park something similar to that where they're all three together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the soccer field will be closest to the east side where the houses are
0: okay mm-hmm. okay um also somebody was asking um who, who's going who's gonna be in charge of you know um you know teams or, or leagues is it going to be like a city like a city uh parks and rec or how is it going to be like um, managed
2: we just the uh, parks and recs basically oversees the leagues but we don't run the leagues they're privately run
0: okay mm-hmm. all right okay. um the other you know topic that you know has been dragging along since december right. it's uh, the santo tomas um i know it's a touchy subject (laughs) um but i guess you know it it, to me like i've been trying to see you know both sides of the coin right um for the for the vendors and for the uh, residents you know it's it's a huge part of our community um a lot of people you know that's their their income um a lot of people go shop there um Mm -hmm. but at the end of the side of the coin is um you know if the city allows this to keep going the way it's been going you know, it could be lawsuits, and you know, at the end of the day, it affects um, everybody and in, in, in whichever way you go. So, um, there was a lawsuit. Um, how did we get to this point? You know, to
1: well,
2: basically, it's a health and safety issue, and I'll, I'll hand it off a little bit to uh, Assistant City Manager Miguel Figueroa in a, in a second. But we're just more concerned, the most concerned, about the public safety at that site, and there's numerous code violations that need to be addressed. And it didn't seem like the owner was willing to address those issues uh, so we had to take it to court uh, we do care of course about the vendors and we've done everything we can and i'll let miguel get more into what all the things that we've done for them uh, and continue to do and try to make them uh, whole you know get them started in other places uh, if possible but uh, this is absolutely has nothing to do with the vendors or anything like that and i'll that you go ahead and take it
1: Yes, back. and um, w- one of the things that we want to be clear on is that we also know that there is a second swap meet in Calexico mm-hmm. and um, the same rules uh, apply there as well. And um, our um, fire department has been doing a diligent job in making sure um, that the proper inspections occur over there as well. And um, we are currently working with the ownership group of um, the other swap meet to make sure that uh, they are compliant uh, to our Mm -hmm. city code. So it's important for our community to know that that is also something that the city's looking into. Um, uh, And yes, it's a very sensitive subject. Um, The finance director, Carla Lovatos, and myself um, personally um, have sat down and spoken with the vendors from Santo Tomas in the past two weeks that have come over to request um, a sit-down opportunity with us to learn about their options. Mm -hmm. Um, We treat each case as its own. It's a case-by-case. Every vendor has a different situation and uh, we are assisting them as we can. Um, We also understand um, that there may be miscommunication. That is why we recommend that if anybody has any concerns or comments that they come to us directly, so we can help them promptly. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, um, I do wanna share that there have been some businesses that currently have moved and uh, located uh, their business in other points in the city of Calexico. Um, we have a couple of them that have gone uh, to different locations on Cole Boulevard. Um, we also have a couple other um, businesses that have moved to downtown Colexico on First Street.
0: And, uh, like, those people, the, the businesses that are moving to, like, more uh, permanent locations, are they getting any type of help, like, from the city? Like,
1: So, it, it's, it, this is where um, our, our concept about streamlining the process and using our common sense comes in. Um, if they have uh, an existing business license, there is no need to charge them for a second one just mm-hmm. because they're moving into a different location. I think the least we can do is honor that they've paid already one year uh, worth of of having their business license. So um, we are flexible to work with them if needed. The only thing that we ask for is that we just make the right changes to our system, which is their new address, making sure that their seller's permit has the right address, those types of things. And that is why I make emphasis that we treat each one as its own, because everybody has different needs.
0: So, um, say the the landowner would comply with you know all the needs that you guys are mm-hmm. requiring from the from the owner. You know, things would go quote unquote back to normal in in that sense. Or, um, I mean, in, in the sense that you know, I know that they you want them not to store their you know merchandise on on, on site. Uh, you want them to like any other. So I mean like. Uh, in California. If you go to Cal- in San Diego, LA, you know swap meets are. You know they put their stuff out. They take it back with them when they leave. Mm-hmm. So, like if that if that would if they would meet those requirements, like would business go back to normal? Like Here, here's
1: here's one distinction that I want to make, and um, I, I guess um, th- this is where sometimes we we have a hard time um, um, understanding. and and avoiding any type of misunderstanding. And that is that there was a public forum um, that took place at Rodney Auditorium um, that our city council instructed the city manager and myself to work on and put together, we did. And as part of the presentation, um, which is public record and um, anyone is more than welcome to see, um, we offered options in terms of how to address and mitigate the issue of having to load and unload every day. Um, so mm-hmm. we, we, we are an open-minded administration. Um, I understand that as you rightfully mentioned, um, people are being affected, their homes are being affected because um, they're not bringing in the income that they were used to. Um, but it comes down to a public safety issue like the city manager just mentioned. And uh, knowing um, that that's a priority, um, we 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 are th- the city um, in essence wants businesses opened not closed. Yeah. It's just as simple as just following what our city code says, mm-hmm. um, and in uh, along with with what I'm sharing with you, I, I also wanna um, extend um, an invitation that if anybody out there, I mean that is hearing this podcast wants to sit down with us and speak about their unique situation more more than happy Mm -hmm. to do so we just need to go uh, through a process of scheduling an appointment there are other opportunities that we are able to offer uh, depending um, their line of business Um, we have been successful in helping two businesses in colexico um, that sell food um, be um, situated in prime locations so they can receive clients at different times during the day um, that abides by our city code. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we right now we are looking for solutions and we provide them depending on what people come to us for.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, talk, especially, I, I think the craziest one is that, you know, it was like a... Um, Something that you guys are trying to do so that you can extend um, Cesar Chavez all the way to Core Road. That's something that I've been hearing and then I heard. In the-
2: <laughs> that's just false. I'll just tell you.
1: Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. Because uh, David, besides being our city manager, um, serves also the role of the city engineer. Mm-hmm. And, and he is possibly the best person to explain the technicalities of what it would take for that to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's called eminent domain. I mean, if we wanted that to go through, we would go through that process, not not a shutting down of the the swap meet. Yeah. This is about the codes. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from. That's simply not true.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, um, a lot of them, when I when I book my guest or or I find people I want to talk to, mm-hmm. I, I go to Facebook. You know, because I want to hear what people are saying. And, yes. and this is one this is one of the things that I heard and and i don't know uh, i i just
2: uh, you hear a lot of things 95 yeah. percent of them may not be exactly true <laughs> yeah
0: and the thing is like like you said like i mean why would um you guys want this to close down people to lose revenue that might go back into our our, our community you know it's it's, it's mm-hmm. so there's it, it makes yeah. no sense but um mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know Uh I feel like, you know, the transparency here is there, you know, mm-hmm. from you guys. Um, I don't know who, who else needs to come to the table and really, like, um, say, like, okay, this is w- the real reason why you can't open or, re- or the lawsuit, you know, came about. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 now, like, th- almost four months that this is, has been going on. And, and I get the frustration from the people that, you know, mm-hmm. work there, but, you know, there's because um, i know that some people are saying like oh yeah you know the grant there were some 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 um grandfathered in um you know like policies or whatever that you know were extended to the santo tomas because of i don't know somebody said something on facebook that um they were able to leave their stuff on site because of some grandfathered in um policy that was placed back who knows when um but i mean this tragedy happened so like Obviously, that if it if it did happen, if 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 this this um, you know policy that was not being followed because of some grandfathering um, law or rule, or whatever, um, was true. But then this tragedy happened. Then why would you want to you know keep doing the same thing if it's bound to happen again? You know, maybe like fix this and 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 you know let's get it over with and, and people can go back to.
2: I mean, first of all, I don't know of any grand- grandfathering in. I mean, it, essentially, it's just that, that probably the city didn't enforce it. But from the beginning, that was the rule mm. that no storage and and, I, and I'd like to say also that part of the problem with the fire was the fire department couldn't get into the stalls because it was so packed full of merchandise mm. and th- that merchandise was highly flammable and went up very fast. And so that that is one of the biggest reasons why we're we're sticking to that right now. But We're looking at options, uh, as Assistant City Manager said, about maybe some storage in metal containers and trucks, something to that effect. We're 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 looking at that those options right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I mean I'm glad that some some of the vendors are, have found you know you know new locations. Mm-hmm. I, I did see the uh, I think it's some furniture store that's by next to Kotori. On ML. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I mean I'm glad that they they found a more you know viable solution to the to the issue and and hopefully you know maybe some of these businesses can find their way downtown and and you know maybe revive it a little bit you know it's maybe it's a it's a it's a um, uh we call it like a something in disguise like you know something good that that can happen from this yeah um but move, moving on um the other big issue that i, that I ran into on facebook was uh, the stray and feral cat uh, problem we have in the city um, I work at Calexico High School, and you know, there's a lot of strays and ferals uh, walking around campus. Um, even in my my community, in my neighborhood, you know, there's a lot of um, strays there. Um, somebody reached out to me, and they're like, "Oh no, yeah, they're gonna find us if we feed catches feeding the the strays." Correct. Um, is that something that's that's you know? I heard somebody say that it, it already passed. It just hasn't been approved by the board or something like that.
2: The ordinance passed in November, so that's a law in the books already. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we're sort of in the middle between this fight (laughs) between you know save the cats and and get rid of the cats, Mm -hmm. and we we came to this conclusion: well, we're just not going to pick up the cats because the minute that you pick up a feral cat, generally speaking, there nobody will adopt adopt them, and so what ends up happening is they get euthanized. Yeah. And so we were didn't want to euthanize any animals, right? So. We don't, and we don't have the money to implement what they call a TNR program, which is trap, neuter, and release. Mm. Which that is the best program by far. Okay. Basically, you, you take the cats off the streets, you neuter them, put them back. They can't mm. reproduce, and, and but exactly. they they stay in their territory. They keep other cats away. It reduces the the population, et cetera, et cetera. That's the best by far.
0: So you do. You do agree with that being a viable solution uh, oh, to that?
2: It's a it's it's a solution, but it costs yeah. money, and this city is doesn't have money yeah. to implement that, and no other cities in this valley, I think, have money to implement that. Yeah. We are we are looking as a county, uh, with the other city managers and the ca- and the county CEO about maybe doing a regional animal control approach, and it's been flo- the idea has been floated to put it on a ballot measure, maybe in 2020, about implementing maybe a, a small property tax to fund the animal control and maybe if that were the case then the tnr program could be implemented valley wide yeah and i think that would be the best approach um but at this moment we just don't have the funds to implement that if if somebody were willing to step up and and pay for that i'd be happy to sign on the dotted line and make that happen
0: yeah because i I see people because i mean i did did a little bit of research on the tnr and and yeah i mean everybody says that you know that's a really good solution to bringing down the population but um, somebody's like yeah it's only like 70 dollars or 50 dollars per cat i'm like well I'm, we have a ton of little cats you know it's not
2: yeah <laughs> i mean something like 50 to a hundred thousand a year it probably for the city to implement this it's just not feasible for us at this at this point
0: yeah so like maybe a uh, property tax that i would help. like
2: i would really like to see that happen a regional approach mm-hmm. I mean, it would basically take it off this, uh, this off the city shoulders and make it a countywide deal. Where, yeah, it'll
0: yeah. it'll be a win win for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you would keep uh, the people who, who are in favor of, of yeah. TNR, and then the people who want to get rid of you know the stray straight um, cat population down. You know, I'm sure it won't be like hundreds of dollars on your poverty taxes but it would be a little it would bit be a
2: minimal i think tax i mean if you think about how many how many residents are in, in or how many properties are in the county if even times ten dollars a year for example that would be several millions enough to fund an animal i mean so it makes sense it's just the timing has to be right to put it on the ballot right you can't you don't want to put it on the ballot with other tax measures and so
1: forth yeah, so. yeah exactly
0: exactly um so, yeah, those are, those are my big topics. I don't know if you guys have anything else that you want to. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to go to the questions that people yeah, have.
1: If I may. Sure, of course. Okay. So um, yeah, I think, uh, Jose, it's a great opportunity to inform our community about a couple of things that are going on. Mm-hmm. And um, w- the examples of the work that I'm going to share with you are, are things that don't come easy, take time, because in order to get to that point, there's a lot of remediation that needs to happen internally. And also a lot of um, proactiveness in reaching out to agencies that um, once again can be willing to work with the City of Calexico. Um, the Housing and Community Development Agency, State Agency, um, has been one that I've personally given my um, dual role here, which on one end is community economic development, has been to reestablish a channel of communication with them. And the purpose of that is because the city has um, been missing out on millions of dollars of program funds Mm -hmm. to provide basic services uh, to our community. Um, Unfortunately, for the past four years, um, the city has missed out on opportunities to attract some of these dollars that can serve for first-time home buyer loans, home rehabilitation loans. Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately, um, we have um, once again uh, received uh, their support, Uh, based on what we've shown them in terms of how we handle our internal protocols, procedures, communication amongst departments. And um, we have been successful in obtaining, once again, a grant for these two loan programs, which um, we will begin to implement in two months. Um, We received the grant award letter. Uh, It's for Mm
0: -hmm.
1: $500,000. More than anything, I I like to say, yes, the money is great but just the opportunity to once again compete for dollars is something that's gonna make us a better city Mm -hmm. because we will be able to show the community with infrastructure projects, with other types of improvements um, to our parks uh, and to other key uh, facilities in the city that progress is being made. Mm. We understand that people wanna see um, heavy machinery out there moving dirt, um, doing repairs, We get it, but one of the things that we wanted to make sure is that we got things done the right way. Um, So not only now are we eligible to apply for grants um, with the Housing and Community Development Agency, we just also, as a result of this that I'm sharing with you, are now eligible to go after the Community Development Block Grant monies, which are the ones that a lot of cities uh, use uh, to build a lot of public space facilities that our community can really benefit from. And um, this is where the larger pots of money are. Um, So I'm happy to share that um, we submitted our grant application for the CDBG program to um, enhance um, the existing project of the new fire station, uh, along with the cooling center. Um, We did that a few weeks ago. Um, We are waiting, obviously, for a response. Um, uh, HCD issues um, threshold letters for these types of applications. And these threshold letters tell you if you're still in the mix or if you're out of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so I anticipate that the city will get a threshold letter on our application within the next weeks. And um, we will be informing the community via our city council meetings. Um, so we can keep everybody in the loop in terms of where we are uh on that process which is going to be big it's going if, to if we are able to succeed and get that money um we are now going to begin once again uh to see in our city projects being built mm-hmm. without without general fund money which okay. is the key here yeah um that's one of the strategies that we obviously have in place to make sure that we alleviate um our general fund um as um we have been informing in our um, city council meetings, um, the city is is making strides in in leaving the red behind and focusing on the black numbers, which is a very good thing. Yeah. Um, And um, I believe that um, these are the things that eventually will show our citizens that progress is being made. Mm. Uh, Downtown, um, I want to touch on that as well because um, along the lines of being able to access State monies. Um, the city was successful in receiving a grant uh, from SCAG, the Southern California Station Association of Governments, to their community through their Community Sustainable uh, Program, Sustainable Communities Program. I apologize for that. We received two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they're going to go towards what we call the Rockwood Plaza Promenade, which is going to be uh, the closure of Rockwood um, um, Avenue from between 1st and 2nd Street in downtown with uh, the idea and the concept uh, to reignite the downtown economy by being a little creative as to what we do with that space. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, we're going to be having um, public forums in which we're going to be inviting our community to come and learn more about this project. uh, Because once again, we feel that it can be the detonator to bring downtown to where it has to be. Um, Along with that, we've began to have some uh, conversations with one property owner in particular of a large building in downtown um, that's currently empty. So um, we can begin to integrate something that city council approved last year, which is the mixed use uh, for downtown, which is residential and commercial. And um, we have some new um, businesses in our city um, that have been with us possibly for the past two years, that we are um, extending an invitation for them to consider a potential location in downtown. So th- th- there is a lot of work yeah. going on right now that mm-hmm. um, that we feel we will begin to see um, the benefits of it very soon. So
0: okay, that's that's awesome because yeah, I mean all these things mm-hmm. take a while to you know, especially since we were like in the red and then we lost so many. Yeah. Grants because of, you know, Mm -hmm. what was happening, Mm -hmm. you know, now we're getting, you know, to where we need to be. And
1: you're not going to be able to attract in new money, new development if you don't become a a city that can receive with open arms um, all these opportunities. Um, What I mean by that is that there is a lot of work still that we need to do internally in terms of how we help. Uh, retain and attract businesses um, but we feel that we are beginning to address those those issues. Um, streamlining processes um, is huge and something that we're pushing for very hard. Um, we, we have an internal um, uh, control system if you want to call in which we have a different we're going to begin to um, track projects in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, we have brought in the, um, services of an urban planner, um, that certainly is going to help that. Um, and all that translates to the customer service we offer here at city hall. So, um, we want to let the community know that customer service, um, is something that we are looking to improve because we know it's not where it it should be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. There's a lot of good news for the city. Um, um, like I said, it takes time. And I think, um, you know, I think we're getting there to where, you know, it kind of feels like there's something in, in the air that kind of makes you feel yeah. that there's a change going, not only in Calexico, but in, in the valley. You know, a lot of people are, especially me that I've been, you know, kind of looking around, you know, the cracks of Facebook and kind of like looking at the positive, not the negative. Um, I kind of feel that, you know, um, we're getting, we're going somewhere and, and when the i think it was the LA times that put out that that article where it says that you know we had potential mm-hmm. you know people saw it in a negative way and i was like you know it, it's good it's good that you know uh uh national publication is saying that you know we have potential we just right. gotta achieve it on, on our own and right. we're, we're slowly getting in there and um yeah and 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 it's a lot of thanks to, to you to the administration that you know is doing doing and putting a lot of work i know both of you are uh you know do do two jobs here in the city. And, and, and I want to thank you for, you know, for your, your commitment to, to the city.
1: And, and I want to acknowledge, I mean, it, this is a group effort. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there is only so much we can recommend and we can do. At the end of the day, um, our city council also has to buy in what our ideas are and what we recommend so they can complement that with what they expect and want for our community. Mm-hmm. So um, by no means um, is this something that we're just going to be able to accomplish um, in-house. We, we need to also include um, our community, our elected officials so we can all buy in into the same um, um, goal that we all want to accomplish, which is improve the city.
0: Yeah yeah for sure because everybody's been wanting the downtown to yeah. you know get a, a little um, um, facelift. Um, I guess anything else? Can we move on to questions or sure. um, okay, let's move on to questions. So the first question comes from Vanessa Nuno. Um she's asking what what is being done with the taxes from the Sevilla estates? Um and she says that they pay a lot of uh, CFDs. She's paying over six hundred bucks in two properties. Um she's kinda of <laughs> upset that, you know, I guess she was her she was promised that her kids will go to Cesar Chavez and they can This is Hearthstone.
2: Hearthstone, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay, it must be.
0: So she wants to know, you know, what all the, because I, I know they have a high CFD over there, mm-hmm. and you know what the money is going towards.
2: The money that we receive from that CFD goes back to pay back a bond that was taken out in two thousand five, and essentially that that development, if it's the one I'm thinking you're talking about, Hearthstone, mm-hmm. uh, it did not get developed unfortunately. That was when the the bubble burst, yeah, and only half of the houses got built that means we're only getting half of the revenue we, we as a city we don't have enough money to pay back that bond so that bond is is in default essentially but we've been working with the bondholders to work out a deal uh, there's back property taxes that need to be dealt with there's infrastructure that needs to be dealt with but we're working on that to try to unwind all that stuff so that 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 development can finally be built out and that they can get the infrastructure that they, some of it that were promised. Yeah. And we're working on a project right now on Cole, Cole Boulevard and Rancho Frontera, that intersection to maybe improve that intersection. So they have two ways in, two ways out to that, to that development. Uh, so we're working on those things.
0: So at the end of the day, the, the developer just, you know.
2: He belly up, bankrupt, left. Yeah, he's gone uh, and didn't finish the project. The city and also when the, when those developers come in, they have to get they have to take in what they call a bond. And what the bond does is kind of an insurance policy of the city that if they don't finish that the city goes after the bond and then that we can use the funds to finish the project. Unfortunately, all the bond companies went bankrupt at the same time because all the, there wasn't that wasn't the only development. So we only got about a million dollars from that. And we ended up paving the streets for, with that uh, repaving the streets. Okay.
0: This is the question that I was telling you that kind of, I think it's kind of directed towards the dis- school district. She's asking about, you know, De Anza or the ninth grade campus mm-hmm. um, that uh, I guess she has a student, uh, child there that um, there's a lot of drug problems and bullying problems and a lot of kids are moving to Southwest just not to deal with that. And um, I don't know. I mean, she doesn't really, well, <clears throat> she just says what's going on with the ninth grade campus and um, there's a lot of bullying, a lot of uh, drugs and Kids are moving to Southwest, so I'm guessing that's you know something that she should, should address the school board or or, yes. or a superintendent in, in terms of that. Because I mean, that's not in your we do your we
2: hand. do have a police officer that we stage at the at the high school, mm-hmm. and the district has has requested a second police officer, and they're they're paying for it. Oh, you pay, they pay the, for- the school district does pay for for that um, but right now we're still trying to hire police officers and it's so difficult at this moment to get police officers so as soon as we get police officers that are in the system then we can provide them a second what they call ACO
0: yeah and then I, um, I know he's busy because like, I see him most of the time he's mm-hmm. over at the ninth grade because I work at the main campus so mm-hmm. I see him that he's, he's over here at the ninth grade so they
2: have requested a second one we're working on trying to get that okay the hiring process is a little difficult yeah. <laughs> this time
0: yeah um, Oh, she's she's asking about the Meadows Baseball Field. Does not have a restroom. Um, I guess they promised a restroom like two years ago or something like that.
2: On uh, on and Fifth Street, I believe she it. She says in the Meadows. That must be what they're talking. It's a retention basin essentially. Mm-hmm. That field is a is was never intended to be a field, but it was developed with soccer fields. The the fact is, we just don't have enough area and space for fields, so they use retention basins. and don't work out that well. Um, and so, no, obviously, there's no bathroom intended for a retention basin. Yeah. So, we did have a one potential community leader that was going to install a restroom, and that didn't seem to come to pass on that, but it may in the future.
0: Okay. All right. The next question is from Joe Doe. He didn't put a last name. Joe Doe. Um, <laughs> he says, Thanks for passing the cannabis ordinance and allowing some growers to be established in the city, bringing so much-needed tax revenue. Now, that we, we're, now we're, when are you going to allow the discussion of allowing dispensaries within city limits so patients with medical li- licenses can access, can have access to repeatable cannabis products, especially cancer-stricken patients that cannot rely on Weedmaps products?
1: Um, in July of 2017, uh, the city of Calexico adopted the initial um, uh, ordinances, the local laws. Um, to allow commercial cannabis activities in the city. Um, as we know, in, in 2017, retail was not included in those ordinances. Um, the, in the, the intent back then by the city council, um, and this is based on the information that we have been provided and that we've researched, is that um, medicinal um, use was something that prompted them to consider the cannabis industry in the city. Um, along with that, um, we had the first um, regulatory regulatory permit issued for cultivation. Um, as a result of uh, the second reading and the passing of ordinances 1191 and 1192 on December 19th of 2018, um, the city now within the cannabis overlay zone in the north part of town um, that can now house um, retail commercial activities and it's important that we communicate what that means mm-hmm. um, that means storefront retail non storefront retail and micro businesses those are the three different types of retail businesses for the cannabis industry that can operate in Calexico um, so with that said uh, five rec permits Um, were approved as part of the ordinance. Um, We established a first come first serve based on completeness process um, for which we issued a public notice. Uh, We hosted a public forum and um, we just wanted to make sure that everybody out there knew in the Valley and outside of the Valley what the rules were in the city of Calexico. We have a comprehensive um, application packet um, and that's why we emphasize that applications had to be deemed complete so they could be received um, here at City Hall. Um, as a result of that, um, next Monday, um, we are going to issue the first four conditional use permits for retail, and um, as we know, and as the um, your follower mentioned in his question, um, in November, so In November, uh, Measure K, um, which was passed with a 75% vote from the um, residents of Calexico, uh, approved um, for city council to establish a tax structure for the cannabis industry. And as a result of that, um, city council approved uh, the taxation of cultivation, manufacturing, and retail. Um, We we, we feel that... um, the the tax um, indicators that were approved are um, fall within the cannabis market in California. So by no means are we trying to impede um, outsiders to come in or people to um, uh, open up uh, retail shops here because we feel that it's a very competitive, it's a win-win for the city and for, and whoever gets the, the rec permit, right? Mm. Um, So with that in mind, um, we are going to issue the first four CUPs, and you may ask yourself, why four if you said that there are five um, reg permits in the ordinance? And that is because um, we have a situation in which uh, three applicants submitted um, their packets on the same day, and um, there is an item within our planning commission agenda in which we are looking to address that as well, um, because we want to be fair with everyone and um, we feel that um, that is a recommendation for the right thing to occur. So I anticipate and the expectation is that within the, the next six to eight months, we will begin to see turnkey operations on those uh, that obtain a retail um, permit. Then again, you know, I mean, th- th- that those are things that will be out of our reach and control. It's obviously on those that obtain the reg permit to act on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, the, the city at the same time is also being extremely cautious to make sure that the intent of why a reg permit for retail is, is is given gets used. We, we don't want to see nobody just sitting on permits here yeah. um, because, um, as you rightfully mentioned, I mean, um, the city needs um, the revenue as it was established in Measure K. And the intent is for public services, which is what we have been talking about in this podcast. Yeah. So, um, that, that 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 is currently where we stand with that. Okay
0: All so he had another question Um, <clears throat> are you showing residents the animal control services are improving? And is there a possibility of finding additional Animal control officers so there is coverage in the late afternoon when the other two officers leave at 3 p.m And on sundays,
2: so we did a number of improvements at the animal control shelter it was just a year ago where the uh, I walked through the, the animal control shelter, and, and it was just in, in, really bad and, 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 quite frankly, a little bit dangerous for the animals. The, the cages had sharp edges and so forth. Uh, there was no place for the dogs to run. And so um, we had a dog run installed in the back, and we had new cages built. And actually, one of the, the animal control officers is a certified welder, and he built the cages for us and so we're about ready to put those into service it's it's a great thing we've improved this shelter 10 times over we got new lights we've got heaters there's things that are happening at the shelter we again we go back to the funding and you we have don't have funding to fund three animal control officers yeah. or four it goes back to the same thing we discussed before where we're looking at a regional like uh, way of looking at this from mm. the county's perspective and and hopefully that goes through. That would really take care of animal control needs in the entire county.
0: Yeah, and I mean I know that the the county also the um, humane society, in the county is also like always packed. Yes. So I mean, at the end of the day, it, it kind of falls back on on the owners. You know, like if you're gonna you know get a dog or a cat, you know it's a commitment. You know you're making to that animal and to in the community because like at the end of the day mm-hmm. if you get it and you decide not to keep it and you go throw it out in the field somewhere it's going to get picked up and it's going to come back and, and, and affect the community so right. i mean just keep them i guess keep in mind that you know if you're gonna decide to get a pet it's i mean i have a dog spay and stay neuter <laughs> yeah spay I mean, neuter that and <laughs> yeah. especially a cat because cats are mm-hmm. way easier to you know mm-hmm. reproduce but you know for me like i have a dog and and i know it's uh i know we say like it's having a like another kid, but I mean, it is like, if you're going to go on vacation and you can't take your dog, you got to look for a, a sitter right. or, um, you know, like food, uh, like for me, like it's waking up early and taking her out to the restroom and right. bringing her back to bed and going back to bed myself. It's, it is like, kind of like having a child. So it's a big responsibility that also falls back on, on, on the owner that, you know, exactly. but, but yeah, let's go on to the next question. And it's addressed to you. It's from our friend Gil. Gil gil Ro Ro Gullar. Gullar. yeah,
2: dancing with the stars gil that he's, one that same one
0: yeah he last uh, a couple weeks ago i had an interview with him and he he did an impression of you and he i don't know if you heard it but he's he's asking if you were happy with his impression of you i
2: didn't see it unfortunately <laughs> i've been I'll ignoring you the, it I'll no, you the
0: clip. but he's he also asked if you could if you could go back to the first day as a city manager what's the one thing you wish you would know you would have known uh
2: what i was getting into <laughs> 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 that's a simple answer <laughs> yeah
0: um and you mentioned dancing with the stars are you a, are you gonna be a contestant on, on...
2: i am may yeah. 3rd yes it's in, at the 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 q casino near yuma this year so yeah. so um
0: I, I really don't know much about the event like what is it like what is it it's, um it's a fundraiser for, for
2: ivrop foundation uh they give scholarships and so it's great it's a great foundation that's um really encourage people to do this. Maybe you can do it next year. <laughs> no, I'm,
0: not, I'm not that maybe big of Miguel, a... Maybe Miguel, yeah, Miguel would do that. Um, I'm not that big of a star yet, uh, but Gil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you're, you're almost there, huh? <laughs> man.
0: Um, so, like, how, how, does, how do you win? Do you have judges that...
2: They have judges. They have. I think they have one dance instructor type judge, like very technical, and then the other judges are are appointed. Uh, or okay. and one judge can actually pay to be a judge. Oh. So it's it's all about raising money, money. for the. Yeah, I,
1: I think it's also um, something that um, it's highly competitive. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah very when, when when Gil did it, I remember like he was uh you know practicing really hard. Mm-hmm. So how how are your dance moves? Are they any good? <laughs> That's to be determined. Yeah. Okay. But it's a surprise. You're practicing, though. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for. You know, it was a surprise to have Miguel here today, but thank you guys. You know, you guys gave us a lot of good information. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we can do this again in the future but both of you guys. Absolutely. Um, this is mm-hmm. um, David's third time on the on the podcast, and 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 I really thank you once again for you know giving me the opportunity to you know be the the source of information for the community. Um, you know, we're getting there where more people are, are listening, mm-hmm. more people are tuning in and, and, and I was surprised that I got more questions uh, this time around. Um, so, um, hopefully that people are tuning in. Um, I know the people for, for the, you know, the cat situation, you know, they reached out to me so hopefully they'll, they'll listen and they'll spread the word and, and you know, it, for them to see that it's not that um, you don't want to implement this program and that you don't want, I mean, we're, you're trying to meet everybody's needs in terms of you know um trying to get the population down uh um, cuz i mean like i said i have i have a, a problem in my area too and and it's kind of hard not to you know when they're running around your house it's kind of hard not to help them out but i mean cats are really resilient they, they'll they'll catch a pigeon here and there They're not going to (laughs) die.
2: I think one resident said it right. We have a lot of cats, but we don't have any rats. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. But, um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, Anything else that you guys want to chime in? before? I
1: mean, um, I I, I think um, I personally want to take your word and and, um, be able to use this medium to share Mm -hmm. um, some of the good stuff that's brewing right now and um that we hopefully um want to see come to fruition um in the coming months
0: yeah all right well, yeah that's awesome well we'll leave it there and it's friday and i know we want to yeah, all thanks. get home and thank and you have a cold one but um thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys in the next one thanks
1: it's good man thank you thank you